In today's show, we're looking at players who might be buy lows, players who might be sell highs. We're also looking at Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to do a sell high and buy low show. Remember, a sell high show does not mean you must trade that player. It does not mean that at all. It means that they are probably at a peak. And if you can get really good value in a deal, you sell them off. You may get them, um, you might lose a little bit in the short term. But over the long period, I think you win. A buy low does not mean you must trade for this player. It means that they are at a low point of their value. And if someone is frustrated with having them on their fantasy team, you see if you can get a trade and get them at a bit of a discount. It doesn't mean paying what they might get to. It doesn't mean you're giving an equivalent trade of a 50-50, any bullshit like that. You do not have to do trades. I, I beg you, I implore you to understand you do not have to do trades. You just don't have to do them because they're there. Try them. If it doesn't work, oh well. Move on to the next one. And eventually, you hit one. That being said... Let's have a look at how the buy lows and sell highs from last week looked. The guys we had listed as buy low players last week, Rashawn Holmes, he was 324th. And then in the week since that show, 104th. He was always going to improve. I think there's still improvement in him. Lowry Markkinen went from 293rd to 141st. Always going to improve from there. I'm not sure how much better he gets from 141st. He's been struggling a little bit. And I think he's just a really soft hold. But in deeper leagues, there was buy low value. Farton Will Barton, well, he's swung way too far in the other direction. He's gone from 228th to 39th. He's not a th- the 39th ranked player. So that actually maybe turns into a bit of a sell high moment if you want to you know, take advantage of that. Dan Gafford went from 203rd to 29th. Again, swung too far in the wrong direction. It's helped that Montrez Harrell is out and he had some big block games. But that was an obvious buy low there. While Mikael Bridges has improved slightly, but still not to the level he needs to. 169th to 135th. Still got room to improve on that, I think. The um, the sell highs, obvious. Kemba Walker was 19th. He's 360th. He's looking even more like a drop now. Um, Paddy Mills went from 26th to 148th. Again, makes complete sense. Kevin Durant is back. Kyrie is going to return next game. Mills is not going to be must roster in 12 teams. Sadiq Bay actually improved. He's still a sell high. 34th, he went to 20th. I, there's no way he remains 20th. They're going to have... Cunningham and Joseph and Lyles and uh, Josh Jackson and Saban Lee uh, coming back. And then Olenek and Grant in the coming weeks. He's not going to remain this high. Josh Hart was 37th. He's 411th in the last week. Still must roster, but obviously that sell high is over. And Norman Powell, 50th, went to 126th. So a pretty decent hit rate on the sell highs and buy lows last week. So let's see how we go this week. And we'll start with Kevin Love in Cleveland, who is putting up remarkable numbers 
Now, I got it wrong on Kevin Love. I think at the start of the year, I had him projected like 130th, but I wasn't that interested in drafting him. I just let him go by the wayside in most spots. And then he started putting up good numbers, and I was like, I, I don't... Well, okay numbers, actually, to be fair. Um, yeah, and I thought, all right, I, I don't really see this happening. He's rostered in too many leagues. I don't see him as must roster. If you want to drop him, I think there's some ability to drop there. And he's been awesome ever since. He's the 74th ranked player this season, but he's 30th over the last two weeks. So... I'm looking at what he's doing, and I'm really skeptical of it continuing. He's hitting almost five threes per game on 50% shooting. That's not going to continue. He's averaging 24 points in 27 minutes. It's probably not going to continue. He's got a 28 usage. Well, maybe that does continue. But remember, we've had situations with Mobley and Mark and uh, no, sorry, Mobley and Allen out over the last couple of weeks. Darius Garland's been out as well, have, uh, funneling more usage towards Love. And it's one of those situations where minutes have risen, four or five extra minutes a game, usage has risen, and he's paired that with 50% three-point shooting. So it's the triple whammy. His numbers have been great. I'm not suggesting to drop him, but he is a name-brand guy who's playing at a really high level. If I could get a top 60 player in a trade back, I probably would. If Actually, if I get a top 50 player, I would. Um... Otherwise, I would just ride out this hot streak. There is definite things there that, that are that are going to fall off. I, I don't really think you can argue too much with that. Jalen Brown. JB, you've done it again. 28th over the last two weeks, 21st in points leagues. He was actually traded in a deal. And I know people go, oh, these, these are trades of bullshit. These are bullshit trades. Nobody's ever doing these trades. Well, somebody did this trade, as with all of these trades. And yeah, I do go through these trades and try and... Yeah, get rid of the, the ones that look completely like cheating. And this is not cheating. People, I understand what people's valuation. It never happened in my league. My league's too competitive, mate. We're the best. You're the worst. Suck on this one. And that's cool. You've got a great league. You're the best. Your league's awesome. But stuff happens in multiple different leagues. Weird shit happens all the time, right? And I think it's worth just mentioning how people can value players differently. He was traded, Jalen Brown was, with Norman Powell for Carl Anthony Towns. Now, that's yeah, taking advantage of the sell high of Norman Powell last week, I think, and the sell high of Jalen Brown this week for Towns who'd been out with COVID. Huge win to get Towns there, I think. Brown is putting up big numbers, 31.3 points. He's playing a gigantic 38.4 minutes. He's got a 36% usage. Something, all of those things, are going to come down. He's doing this without Jason Tatum, and there's your number one thing. No Jason Tatum is enabling more playing time, more shots for Jalen Brown. He's only averaging three assists. He's not getting much in terms of defensive stats. He's getting to the line almost eight times a game. That's a function of having the ball a lot more without Tatum there. Brown is the 59th, sorry, 41st ranked player this year. I think he's like a top 50 guy. Now, what would I trade him? Yeah, if I could do that for Towns, I would. If I'm viewing him as like a 50 to 60th ranked player, if I get a top 40 guy in a trade, I'm happy with it. If I've got him and I trade him for it and I get a top 40 player back, I'm happy with that. If not, what do you do? You ride it out, you enjoy what's happening, and you expect the dip because the dip is going to come. And you just go through with it and you enjoy the current production that you're getting. But if your current production involves too many subscriptions, you're producing at too high of a level. Your usage on subscriptions is through the roof. Well, maybe you need Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, that you simply forgot about. 
find a way to reduce your subscription usage rank, SUR, new, new metric. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. And because companies make it hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Like Matty B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill and saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. I saved $840 a year on car insurance. Matt, Matty B is dominating. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. Let's go to the next guy. Hammer time. Yep. Hamadou Diallo. And again, it might seem obvious to you. Obviously, he's doing this because of this reason. It might seem obvious to you. But when I have multiple people asking me the question, hey, is Hamadou Diallo for real? Is this the breakout? Um, we can expect this long term, right? When those come in in multiples, it's worth mentioning that no. No, we can't expect this long-term. He's the 37th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's 16th in points leagues. And how is it happening? Well, there are things here that just have no chance of sticking for Diallo. Remember, he is doing this without Cade Cunningham. Jeremy Grant, Kali Linick, Corey Joseph, Killian Hayes, Saban Lee, Isaiah Stewart, Josh Jackson. All those guys have been out. So he's playing 39 minutes a game. His usage is at 26. Um... 23 points per game. They are saying, we have got nobody else. Hamadou, can you please score for us? And he's doing it really well. He's also averaging a ridiculous 3.8 steals. So even if the 39 minutes stayed and the 23 points and the eight and a half rebounds, which they won't, but even if they did stay, he's not averaging 3.8 steals per game. Diallo is the 207th ranked player this season in 21 minutes a night. And maybe he plays more than 21 minutes a night rest of the season. He probably does. But when Grant comes back, he goes back to the bench. And that's still weeks away. But it will happen. Jeremy Grant's not out for the season. So when Grant returns, he goes back to the bench. And he plays 22, 23 minutes. And he doesn't get 3.8 steals or average 23 points and 8.5 rebounds. And none, none of that happens. And he's like 180th, maybe 200th best player. If I could get any top 100 player back for Hamadou Diallo in a trade, I would. And I would understand that for the next... I was going to say for the next week, but literally, Cunningham is back today. This might end now. You might have a window of an hour to do this trade. This might end now. But maybe it lasts for another week. I doubt it, but maybe it does. Let's go to New Orleans. And look at Herb Jones. People love Herb Jones. I think he's really good. Been very impressed with him this season as a second-round rookie. Not even as a second-round rookie. As a bloody NBA player, he's been really impressive. Do I think he's a must-roster fantasy guy? No, I don't think he's quite there. Actually, that's not true. I think he is must for the moment. But I also don't think that he's the 72nd best player moving forward, which is what he is over the last two weeks, and 113 points leagues. So why do I not think that? Well, there are two blokes who've been out recently. One of those is Zion Williamson, and I have no idea whether Zion is returning this season. I have to assume that the likelihood of him coming back before the end of February is low. 
And that might mean his season is over. That, that is possible. But the thing that's really helped Herb over the last week or so has been Brandon Ingram's absence. Jones has gone from 30 minutes a night to 37 minutes a night without Ingram. He's also, again, paired that with some big defensive games. 1.8 blocks he's averaging over the last two weeks. He hasn't missed a single free throw and he's hitting 41% from three. Herb Jones has been impressive. We love what he's doing defensively. No one in their right mind thinks he's going to be a 41% shooter, 100% from the line of 1.8 blocks. Even the 33 minutes is probably high considering what his playing time had been when Ingram and Hart were healthy. So, look, he, no problem at all with what he's doing, but those numbers are out of control. He's had six blocks in his last two games. Like Six blocks in two games is great. Right? And prior to that, he had three, game, three blocks in three games. So it is a big difference. The shooting numbers, he's at 36 for the season from three, but he's up to 41 here. These are only you know, slightly small things that don't really look massive when you look at 1.8 blocks. You don't go, oh, that's gigantic. But it is in comparison to 1.1 blocks. And 100% from the free throw line compared to 79 for the season, it's big. It's a big difference. These things all have an impact. You know, I think Herb, you look at as 110th to 130th, that sort of a type of player for the rest of the season. So if you get a top 100 guy back in a deal... I think you do it. <clears throat> Gordon Haywood. 157th ranked player over the last... Oh, doing buy lows, sorry. should have mentioned that. Buy, uh, buy lows now. Gordon Haywood. 157th over, uh, over the last two weeks. 162nd um, in points leagues. He was traded straight up for Kyrie Irving. And on a per-game basis, Kyrie Irving's probably a top 10 player. But given how many games he's going to miss, I would rather Gordon Haywood. So Irving's an very If you've got Irving, it's a great time to trade him before his first game in a couple of days' time. Haywood is the 71st ranked player this season. Over the last two weeks, he's playing just 29 minutes. He's hitting just 71% of his free throws, and he's averaging just 10 points per game. And we don't expect any of those things to stick for Gordon Haywood. He can get injured, sure. Any, anybody can get injured. Kyrie Irving can get injured. But on a healthy team that's not getting blown out, he's not playing 29 minutes or... Averaging 10 points per game. Big step up for him. So try to trade like a top 95 player. See how that goes. Aaron Gordon. 334th over the last two weeks. 136th in points leagues. Why is that happening? I think Gordon should be a 12-team league player with everybody out. We're just doing Gordons here. But you know, sometimes his value can be a little bit up and down. He's only playing 23 minutes a night in these two games he's played. He's in and out with hamstring problems. He's hitting just 43% from the line, and he's averaging uh, or shooting 14% from three. I don't, I don't think he's a particularly good shooter, but he's obviously a better shooter than that. So there is some buy-low ability here for him, who is the 122nd-ranked player this season, Aaron Gordon, and I think that's the sort of level you should be looking at him. So he's probably more... Like in a 12-team in a league, we're not as interested in Aaron Gordon. He, like he's fine to have. But in a 14-team league, there's more value in him. So looking to send your worst two players in a 14-team league for Aaron Gordon, I, I think is... I think it's probably a solid move. Let's go to Gary Trent Jr., in Toronto. Should we do, we're going to hit a couple of these, I reckon. Nice, Gary! Spoiler for who's coming to the slide here. 
yep, I figured out what's happening, but we'll talk about that in a second. So Gary Trent Jr., buy low. Two games back from COVID, he's ranked 384th, 221st in points league. He was actually traded straight up for Kelly Oubre Jr. And I am skeptical of Trent. I have been for a long time. But I do think that he's better than Kelly Oubre. He is averaging or shooting 28% from the field. 28%. He's hitting 60% of his free throws. And the thing that's been keeping him at such a high level this season, the steals um, have not been there in the last three games. He's got two steals in three games. 0.7 steals total. Now, Gary Trent can have some shocking shooting numbers. Nobody is this bad. Nobody is a 28% shooter. And, you know, plenty of people are 60% free throw guys. He's not one of them. So there's significant room. And again, this is one of those ones where someone straight after the game, hey, is, is, do we drop him? Like, no. He played 20 minutes last game. Oh, he means he's getting benched and he's done. No, he fouled out. And you pair that with poor shooting and it makes people overreact. You know, I, I might be skeptical that Trent can be a top 80 player, but top 100, I, I feel okay about it. Now, this is what I stuffed up. There was another sell high that I didn't mention. And it is... Nice Gary! It's the other nice Gary. Gary uh, Harris. Over the last two weeks, Gaz Harris is the 72nd ranked player in category leagues. And he is 110th in points leagues. So how is this happening? He's averaging almost 19 points. He's playing 35 minutes. He's hitting 59% of his twos and 41% of his threes. And he looks like peak Denver Gary Harris. He looks great. A, I worry about injuries. B, I worry about the shooting form. And C, there's been no Cole Anthony. There's been no Mo Bumba for times of this. There's been no Jalen Suggs. There will be the return eventually of Markel Fultz. There will be the return eventually of Jonathan Isaac. Maybe. At some point, all of this, all of this stuff for Harris—it's been great. He's been awesome, but I just do not expect 35 minutes a night for Gary Harris, shooting at that level and scoring that much as we move forward. A 24-minute a night bench roll, sure. And then again, that's what he was playing when these guys were healthy. When Suggs and Anthony were starting, Harris would play 24 off the bench, and that's not even including Markel Fultz who somehow has to fit into this rotation. So any, like I, like Harris is not a top 200 player this year, despite playing 29 minutes a game. Any top 110 player I get for Gary Harris in a deal is a gigantic win, I think. Gigantic. Now, because I'm an idiot, let's go back to buy lows and let's talk Jakob Pertl, who over the last two weeks is playing under 26 minutes a night. Been some blowouts in that. But he should be getting 30, 31 minutes a night. So what's going on with him here? 186th in category leagues, 88th in points leagues. We know he's a bad free throw guy. So hitting 33% from the line is bad. And the volume is not particularly high. And he can be better than that. But what has happened is his volume has increased a little bit. Um, but it's mainly the fact that he's not really blocking shots. 0.8 blocks per game is not what you need from him. And he's playing just those 26 minutes. Pirtle is 144th this season, but again, that is skewed because if you've got him, you're punting free throws. So he's a top 100 player. So viewing him as a top 100 player, I think is the way to go. And lastly, Darren Fox, 180th ranked player over the last two weeks, 106th in points leagues. Traded straight up for Will Barton. I would much rather have Fox. I know it's been disappointing for Foxy, 
He's averaging just 14.8 points over the last five games because he's shooting under 36% from the field. Under 36%. He's hitting, hold on to your dicks, 8% from three. Now, I know he's not a good three-point shooter. That is well, I'm well aware of that. He's hit one three in five games. That's horrendous. His assists have also dropped because Tyrese Halliburton's contributing more in that area. And maybe that sticks. But 7.7% from three does not. 14.8 points does not. He will improve from here and gets back into the top 100. People are frustrated with Fox, rightfully so. They're worried that he's going to get traded, understandably. But he's better than this, pretty comfortably. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.